0: All right, everyone, welcome to the pilot episode,
1: the very first episode of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast here on the Chair Shot Network. I am your host, DJ. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, welcome aboard. Those of you who have been with us all along, uh, thank you for coming over here. We are excited to be on the Chair Shot Network. And I want to start the show off by introducing my two co hosts. First, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, Jason, welcome aboard to the pilot episode, sir. I am very very excited. Congratulations to
2: us. I'm glad we did this. And thank you Greg for the opportunity. And hello to all
1: of our thousands and thousands of adoring new fans. <laughs> and longtime co-host, third chair from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, how are you tonight, sir?
3: Not too bad and also uh Thank you again to Greg for bringing us on, and I guess for me this is hello again to ShareShot Network listeners. Y'all have heard me with on Outsiders Edge with Ray and Kyle before, and so if you, you know if you heard me there, then hello again. If this is your first time hearing me, then hello for the first time.
1: Yeah. Again, uh, <clears throat> gotta gotta start the show off with thanking Greg Demarco for you know not thinking we sucked, um, <laughs> right. and, and thinking enough of us to invite us here to join the Chairshot Network. Uh, as Rob said, he's been working with these guys for a while. We've had Ray Cash on numerous times on our podcast. So I figured we'd lead in the show a little bit, just kind of introducing ourselves, tell you who we are, tell you what we're about. And uh, for those of you who have been rocking with us all along over on Anchor, uh, welcome aboard. You guys are going to hear probably a little bit of rehash. Uh, For those of you that are new, I'm DJ. I'm DJ. Probably 40-year-plus pro wrestling fan, Uh, did do a little bit of time in the business back in the uh, mid-late 90s, so I have a little bit of an inside perspective as well as that of being a fan, and probably about just shy of two years ago, I was kind of, you know, like a lot of people wanting to get in on the podcast game I had previously been doing YouTube videos and I just kind of lost my 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 taste for doing YouTube videos and YouTube at least for as small as I was really limited you to how long you could talk and I was thinking about getting into the podcast game didn't really know where to start Rob and I were friends and you know he was talking to me he's like hey I do a little podcast on Anchor Uh, He's like, why don't you try it out, see if you like it? So, you know, I downloaded the Anchor app, started messing around on the Anchor website. And initially, I was just doing some little, you know, drop and dunk episodes on my own. Figured out pretty quickly that I suck by myself. Um, So, after the first few episodes that I, you know, really, really struggled to really come up with content, I invited Rob on to co host with me a couple (laughs) of times. And, it seemed to work better rob and i had really good chemistry you know we'd already been talking for a while and we just kind of um built built a rapport from there then in january of 21 jason who we've been again you know kind of friends with here through twitter and through discord and things like that was like hey you know i wouldn't mind coming up and giving it a try just to kind of you know feel it out you know originally it was supposed to be feel it out and the, the, the give it a try, feel it out has so far lasted almost a year and a half. Uh, Jason has become a very, very important part of the show. Um, and, you know, I we love having him here. We built a built a good not only a good friendship, but I think we've built a really a really fun podcast. I think we kind of go against a lot of the podcast grains. There's a lot of people out there spouting off a lot of negative nonsense, and we've really tried to push back against some of that. Um, either one of you two want to chime in on your experience with this? Uh, sure. I mean, Rob, you go first because you brought you on board first.
3: Okay, so uh, for me, all right. So I started writing about wrestling probably around twenty fourteen ish. So because well, I've been I've been writing stuff on the internet since like two thousand four. Uh, I mean, I, I used to write about you know football and basketball and you know and movies and stuff, and I still write about some movies. But I started writing more about wrestling in like twenty fourteen ish. And so I was doing that for a while. And Greg DeMarco invited me to come write for the Chair Shot. Because the uh, you know Chair Shot is also a website, not just the podcast. Started doing that and you know, and you know, got to just talking with some of the guys who you know, hosted shows and whatnot there on Twitter um and of course one of them is Ray Cash and one week uh Ray had to run all the podcasts for like a whole week (laughs) so he was just saying hey anybody want to come on let me know so I volunteered and you know I did a show with him and it's in the Cherish Art archives it was back from 2019. uh I think it was during like during Black History Month we talked about like just Black wrestlers in history. We both give our like top five black wrestlers that we, you know, that we thought at the moment. Uh, I think we we had like the same five. I think, <laughs> <laughs> or at least though, well, we both had Kofi, Ron Simmons, The Rock, and Booker T. And then the the last one we kind of quibbled around a little bit because we weren't sure. Um, and then so I came on a few times on the Outsiders Edge with him. And then so in twenty twenty. I started doing my own podcast, because like everybody else, I was stuck in the house, and you know, I had, you know, I had all this extra time, so I figured might as well try it now, so I started my own thing, the Genius podcast, where I talk about everything, and then, at that point, I uh, I think DJ, you actually came on with me one time, we talked about some wrestling stuff. And I had you and Ray on there one time, yeah. and okay. and that today I think that still might be my favorite episode of that my own show that, that I've ever done. Uh,
1: that was a great time. It was my introduction to Ray. Like I, aside from you know interacting with him on Twitter, that was my first you know conversation with Ray. And again, to this day, I feel like we've done some great content over the last eighteen months. But that's still one of my favorite things.
3: Yeah. And so I think that was around the same time me and you were starting uh, working together on this, and then, so you know, we got along, we, we were going pretty well, and then you know, Jason came on board, and then it was off to the races.
2: Yeah. So when I came on board, it was it was very much you know the same thing as you, Rob. It was it was I need a hobby because um, it was mid pandemic and all that good stuff, um, but just to I mean, we had all met each other through Twitter and through various like fan like Rob and I found out that we participated or remembered, I guess, that we participated in one of those, uh, you know, fantasy wrestling fantasy drafts together. Um, DJ and I bumped bumped into each other on the Twitterverse a couple of times. Um, And then when we started, when the pandemic really started going and everyone's trapped at home and all this stuff, you know, it got way worse in terms of the discourse on the on the interwebs. So we were looking for a place to you know, hang out and hide from all that. Um, so we got ourselves and a bunch of other folks in a, a little Discord side chat that we got going on. Uh, still going strong. Love to all those wonderful people who have supported us from day one. But then you guys have been doing this and you guys asked me to come along and you have yet to kick me out, which I'm shocked every single week, um, but I'm glad to be here.
1: Uh, you you have become just such an uh, an important character on this on this podcast, and I say character not because you know we're we're faking it here, but just because I think we all three bring something different to the table. You know, myself bringing you know a bit of actual inside experience and perspective, Rob being just very analytical and intelligent and the data gatherer of of the group, and then Jason having his own intellectual insight to it. As well as I think you're a bit more, I, I don't want to say you're more fan connected than we are, but it, it just feels like sometimes when we're talking about this, you still have that ingrained, like, like Rob and I are the OGs, you know, Rob and I are close, close to 50. Yeah. So we are a bit jaded in some things. Was it uh Statler and Waldorf, so to speak? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um yeah, get off my long types and Jason still tries to, tries to look at it a bit more, more objectively at times. But yeah, um, if,
2: I, if if I had to categorize it and you know, don't take this as any slight as to what you're not, but Rob is the brains of the operation. I feel like I'm not the heart because we're all the heart, but I'm the emotion and the fire, and then DJ is just the steady hand on the wheel guiding the ship into
1: port. That's probably about the best explanation anybody could give. you know it's it's that that's a good one. That's really good. Yeah, so. So what do we do here? Uh, We just three guys talking wrestling. Uh, We are I'm going to warn you right out of the gate. We are very WWE biased, Um, but we're fair. I think I think and I hate to use I hate to use these words because it's a connotation with a news broadcast that I hate, but I think we try to be fair and balanced on this show. Um, I think yeah. when we when we analyze certain things, and when WWE gets it right, we let them know. And when they get it wrong, we let them know. Uh, we some people may feel we're a little heavy handed on AEW. Uh, we have our reasons for that, and as you get to know us, we'll explain that a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> but mainly, we just get on here and I, I talk to these guys. And if we occasionally rotate somebody into the fourth chair, I talk to them like if we were sitting in my in my living room having a couple of beers, sitting around talking wrestling. And that's really what I wanted this to be. You know mostly no gimmicks. I'm not saying we don't, you know, poke a little bit of fun here and there. Rob is the 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 king of the Queen Charlotte Flares fan club, and uh <laughs> we, we have a bit of fun at Rob's expense with that. Um so you know, it's just this is just a shoot from the hip, good time, talking wrestling podcast. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Those of you that are you know, have, have, are listening to us for the first time on the Chair Shot Network, those of you who are following us over from Anchor, I, again, we appreciate that. We welcome you back aboard. Uh, for those of you that are listening to us for the first time and you want to listen to the archived stuff, it is still over on Anchor. Uh, you can look that up, or you can look it up on Spotify, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we can find all our stuff there, probably about a year and a half's worth of content. We try to upload weekly. Um, I've got, got a deal worked out with Greg that I think we're going to be I think we're going to be on Thursdays is when he'll upload everything. We typically record Wednesday night, and I think he's going to upload on Thursday, which I think it's been our pattern all along for those of you that have been following us. So,
2: Yeah, so hopefully we'll stick with that and we'll uh, we'll give our fans the experience that they so richly deserve.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And
2: honestly, guys, it's just... Guys, like the you, the wider audience, we're not. We watch wrestling because we enjoy it. We want to enjoy it. We want to have fun doing this, and we want to have play a little bit of pretend while we watch the adults solve their problems in their underpants on a school night. Pretty much. So, that's about. Just so you guys know, that's about how seriously we take it. Um, So. If that's not something you're into, we might not be the guys for you, but hopefully you'll give us a chance.
1: Well, and that being said, we, we can have some serious discussion on here. Like, again, if there's, you know, some kind of big controversy or something like that or right. something newsworthy, we'll break it down, you know, fairly honestly and, you know, fairly seriously.
2: Yes, my comments about not taking it seriously are strictly due to about booking and storylines and this and that as long as they don't go into real world issues. Oh, absolutely!
1: Once they we they, they do, we will tackle that from an entirely different angle, and you guys will see that. Absolutely, we, we we tend to not take this too seriously. And as Jason always says, if you take it too seriously, you are fundamentally watching pro wrestling for much different reasons than I am. That's right. I watch wrestling for the same reasons we
2: watch like Smallville, and you know, uh, trying to think of a more contemporary show, little and Order, for lack of a better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scripted drama show. Let's have fun with
3: it. Yeah. And uh, I guess for me, yeah, I, I do get analytical about stuff because uh, I'm a mathematician by trade. So I love doing stuff with numbers. I love playing around numbers. I love reading numbers and seeing what you can learn from different numbers. So at various points in life, I used to get crazy with basketball statistics I, it won't, you know, I have had stretches where I've gotten crazy with football statistics and with movie box office numbers. And so this year I decided to get crazy with the numbers in, <laughs> in the world of pro wrestling um, because there are a lot of, well, a lot of the discourse that you see online in particular is very, well, it's a lot of basically people feeding you bullshit numbers. <laughs> So as somebody who, you know, majored in math and does math stuff for a living and, again, loves playing around with numbers and all that kind of stuff, yeah, you know, I take personal offense to people lying with numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, if, if, you, if you haven't listened to us before, you will sometimes hear me start rattling off some numbers about this, that, or the other. And basically what that is about, it is about more or less debunking some of the the nonsense you get told online or whatever and and if you're wondering well why do you care um because ratings talk has taken a lot of the fun out of being a wrestling fan and so have also these you know the kind of dishonest arguments people make about who's a draw and who isn't and who's over and who isn't and a lot of people just they pull you know they you know they'll cherry pick some number here or there to kind of prove their point and me being somebody who again who does this stuff for a living as far as numbers and whatnot um i feel like these folks are you know hurting our good time <laughs> so you know i and yeah. so when i when i get into this stuff it's to basically it's to shut that down or it's to refute it or it's you know it's it's to say that you know what you shouldn't really be listening to these people over here who are lying to you and and making you feel bad about something that you watch for fun. Okay. And, and they do that because just look in the world of the internet and social media, aggravation is what drives traffic. Um, you don't get traffic making people happy. Although we're trying to do that here. Okay. (laughs) But as far as like the kind of instant traffic, instant volume of this, that, or the other, basically, if you don't have anything worthwhile to offer, Then, if you want to get traffic, you got to aggravate people, and that's what these people do. And so, I do what you know. When I start talking about all this stuff, it's the basically to counteract that because we all really just want you to enjoy the wrestling show, okay? And do not get, you know, do not feel bad about what you're watching because some guy told you that the ratings are low, or you know, or whatever, or that we don't want you. I don't want you to feel bad as a fan of somebody because some Yahoo on Twitter told you that that man or woman, well, they're not a draw. Right. Um, So when I throw something out there, it's basically just, it's, it's just, it's to shoot some of that stuff down and hopefully help some of y'all feel better about what you're watching. Um,
1: Well, and for me, that's kind of the, uh, what was the, catalyst for this podcast is you spend a lot of time online and then you spend a lot of time as a wwe fan in particular <clears throat> there's a lot of people on there that will tell you you're an idiot or tell you you're stupid for watching it be and, and these are fans these aren't i think i get people who don't watch it who are still in the you know it's fake crowd right you know that those people i get they're gonna look at all of us like we're stupid and that's the lesson that i'm trying to teach it doesn't matter whether you like wwe aew ring of honor impact new japan there are people who don't watch this shit who are looking at all of us arguing amongst ourselves like we're all idiots for watching it in the first place. So when I've got somebody who's a hardcore AEW stan and they're treating WWE fans like we're idiots for watching it and the, the one the one argument that just gets on my nerves beyond all, all others is this um, – and I just lost my train of thought because somebody's ringing the doorbell. I have no idea who's at the door. Hang on a minute. Hi. How are you?
0: You might
1: want to go away. I just tested positive for COVID. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all it's all good here. She's, okay. Tina's running them off. Um, but I, I just lost my train of thought. That totally derailed me. This is what happens on this show, guys. Uh, we, we don't edit anything out. We, we just keep going. But sometimes we just got to roll with the punches, you know? Yeah, you do. But like I said, the, the thing that just irritates me the most are these people that will treat people who watch WWE like they're stupid, like their brain dead and they call it like eight of WWE drones and things like that. Hey, somebody please take over. Cause I'm fading here. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so DJ, it's the thing. And I was just going to share my
2: experience of like, I I'm a happy WWE drone. If you want to call me that, whatever, fine. I don't care. Um I'm wearing a Roman Reigns track suit, track jacket right now. Um I'm a big fan of the guy. When AEW came around, I was like, cool, more wrestling. This is going to be awesome. I got Double or Nothing. I, you know, tried to get in on the weekly episodic, you know, Dynamite and Rampage and this, that, and the other. And I just couldn't because they were – every week they were telling me what an idiot I was because of what I watch on, on Mondays and Fridays, or in that case, Thursdays. But in any case, I I I don't want to be made feel stupid for watching what I already know is really, really stupid. Um, so yeah, we just we're just out here to have a good time and actually enjoy
3: what we're watching, you know. Yeah, and I'll add to that. Um, well, like you were saying about about you know people thinking that we're all stupid because you know there are people I talk to on Twitter about like football and and some other stuff that and that aren't wrestling fans and and so when I when I start firing off one of my little tweet threads about some wrestling related stuff, you know, there are times I wonder like, oh boy, they probably <laughs> they're probably thinking, Oh, here here, he goes again. Oh, this <laughs> nerd, here we are. Right. So um <laughs> at the end of the day, like we're watching a show where people who are supposedly participating in some sport get mad at each other and then go fight inside of a cage. Right okay and with weapons okay i mean people, you know people literally you know they're, they're supposed to be playing a sport and then if they get mad at each other they go inside a cage and basically have trial by combat <laughs> <laughs> that's all,
1: that's, how can you not enjoy that like just the very principle behind that is freaking awesome
3: right i mean so that's what we're watching here right um so you should always keep that in mind and that even in the most serious of wrestling companies, there are there have been the most ridiculous ideas for matches. And I always go back to the scaffold match, just in, which was in the NWA, which, which was the super serious wrestling company. And they had the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express up on fighting on a scaffold. And to win the match, you had to throw the other guys off the scaffold. Okay? And... You know, and at least one of those guys that was up there was coked up out of his mind. And just to be
2: just to be clear, Rob, let's set the scene. This is not like a scaffolding that you see outside of a high-rise when you're walking down New York City. This is the scaffolding that your buddy, your do-it-yourself buddy put up there because he's gonna make his back deck and you know that thing's gonna fall through in about three months.
3: Yeah, exactly. And and that thing it, it was rickety, it was raggedy. It was shaking, okay. And you had like a couple of guys. The Road Warriors are both like three hundred pounds, and they were up there. And again, one of them, Hawk, was coked up out of his mind. <laughs> You'd have
1: he, to be to wrestle in that match,
3: right? And then I mean, he, cause he went, to be he fair, to, that that <clears> was <throat> Hawk's default setting. Default setting, I believe. Yes, it was. It was. Um, yes, <laughs> it was. And he had a broken leg when he went up there. By the way,
1: God, I'll never forget that man. <clears throat>
3: and so, this is what we're watching here. And so, we always try to, you know, we always try to remind everybody of that, because, you know, you'll see these things where you know somebody gets hit with a pie in the face on the wrestling show, and there's always somebody thinking, "Oh, this is just the worst thing ever," you know, and. <clears throat> And, you know, and it's just, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's fine. And we, we just, we, we, we all get, the three of us get up, get really irritated when people get upset about that kind of thing. Cause you just need to remember, you know, this is a wacky TV show. Um, mm-hmm. there's no different than watching Jackass. All right. Which is coming back by the way. <laughs> uh, Sammy Zane, a draw. Sammy Zane, a draw resurrected jackass (laughs) okay um in the single greatest
1: match at wrestlemania this year
3: yes so um it's just and that's what we want to remind you of you know and because too many people out there on the internet want you to think that you're watching you know masterpiece theater or something and you're not so we you know we kind of you know we we know that's one of the things we do here is we try to remind everybody just what you're watching and they just have fun watching it. And, you know, even when we get like really serious in the stuff, you know, we get serious because we want y'all to have fun watching this stuff and <clears throat> something you shouldn't take too seriously. Right. Um, yeah.
2: There's, there's plenty of times where we, we should get serious with, if, if all of a sudden, you know, raw gets chopped down to one minute women's match, you know, in a week and SmackDown barely has anything. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about representation. We're going to talk about all these things. But what we're not going to do is going to blow a gasket when someone gets pied in the face on the, in the case of Raw and SmackDown, the five hour Saturday night live children's variety show in for 10 minutes. Someone got pied in the face. I promise you will all live.
3: <coughs> yes. Especially when so. they get pied in the face and a month later, they, they take an L to the 13 time limit. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Uh, let me let me explain. Let me explain why this is such a thing. Oh <laughs> Every episode, this is almost like the uh, almost like the the the, the killed Kenny p- portion of the show. Rob Rob, Rob spends a whole episode trying to figure out where he's going to sneak in a queen reference. <laughs> Sometimes he gets it in at the very very like we think the bell's about to ring. Like we're at one. Two, we're about to get the three, and Rob sneaks it in there, man. Like a Roman Reigns 2.99999 kickout, and Rob's in there with a reference to the queen. So, yep. he, he, got, he, got <laughs> it in, he got it <clears throat> in early tonight. There we go, and that's why we love him. Yeah. That's a, one of the reasons why we love him, absolutely. <laughs> so, let, now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, we've told you guys a little bit about uh, who we are and what we are, and hopefully you're still with us. Uh why don't we uh why don't we talk a little bit of WWE WrestleMania Backlash? Uh, I think we've got it's coming up this what it's Sunday this this yes. weekend, right?
3: Yes, it is Sunday. That's yeah. odd.
1: I thought they were doing all Saturday pay-per-views moving forward, but I did notice that this one is on Sunday. Yeah, it's exci- I'm yeah, I'm glad it's Sunday because that's actually my day off. So now well no, I gotta go back to work on Monday and it's gonna be a busy one because we've had a we've had a doctor on vacation all week. So he'll probably double up on Monday. So I'm gonna be running my ass Woo! off. Yay! Yeah. So Monday is going to be awesome. a long day, pals. Well,
0: so, at least we have a pay
1: per view to look forward to. Because I'm a slacker sure. and I'm the host of the show. Who's got the uh, Who's got the full card pulled up? Jason okay. does. Jason, mouthful of food, nope. sir. Kick us off. Sorry, That's sorry. Okay. I was having a, a sour patch kid.
2: <laughs> so, uh, fun fact about this one: uh, we have coming up this Sunday, we have the WrestleMania Backlash Premium Live Event. Uh, it is going to be held in the Dunkin' Donuts Center, home of the Providence Bruins, um, then Providence, Rhode Island. And I will be in attendance because it, it's in my backyard. Oh, shit. So. That's right. You're going. Oh, yes. Ugh. yes. Ugh. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will take lots of pictures
1: and I will get you guys reports from the ground uh, next week. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to get the, uh, the whole show review next week directly from you. There we go.
2: So uh, I think we could just kick it off, run right down the card, um, because, you know, it's not that big of a card right now. I don't think they're going to add too much more between we've only got SmackDown and then maybe they do something that day. Uh, But right now we have six matches on the card, and I don't believe they're definitely not in any particular order based on how they're here. So we're just going to do in the order they have them on Wikipedia. So kicking off tentatively. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, we have The SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. Honestly, not my favorite type of match. I think they're a little contrived, but this is going to be a lot of fun because they, um, these two girls are kicking ass, excuse me, kicking ass right now. Um, you got the Ronda loss out of the way right away at Wrestlemania so we don't need to wor- we're- Ronda is now officially just another character on the show she is not a meteor from outer space that came or- came last time and-, and she just showed up took the belt and held the belt until she was gone um, now that being said I still think she's going to win on Sunday sorry Rob but uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey I, I look for uh, I look I'll get a nice video for
1: you, Rob, of the queen right in the microphone saying, I quit! Oh, oh, it's good. I, I can tell you the, uh, the the show after Sunday is going to be, a. we're going to have to get Rob on the on the therapy cha- couch. It's going to yeah. be a therapy session for Rob. <laughs>
2: hey, I don't want to hear it from Rob because she, uh, frankly, just the fact that she got through mania is impressive.
1: Yeah, that's mm. crazy. We all, we, even Rob, I mean, she, yep. she's just... She's, she's his queen, but we, we all predicted that Ronda was going to walk out of WrestleMania the champion. That didn't happen. Charlotte Charlotte survived. Rob, we've
2: ragged on you enough. Do you have any thoughts on this match?
3: Um, yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Poor soul. If you can see his face right now.
3: <laughs> so um.
1: It's like the face that the doctor
2: came in and told him, we're going to have to operate.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I I have been trying to think of just possibilities of you know of, of a miracle happening here, um, and the only thing I can think of is if they want Ronda Ron to win at one of the stadium shows instead, um, you know I mean but um I have resolved myself to what is inevitable um um cuz look I figured this was going to happen at Wrestlemania and it did not and um um man um Charlotte we love you we really do
1: <laughs> He's already starting man it's we should have provided him we should I don't know we should have like Amazoned him some tissues or something seriously
3: you know, Charlotte <laughs> you know we're here for you we are. Oh, God. And, uh, all right. It's starting on uh, early tonight. And um l- listen, all right. Um oh here we go. We'll, we'll always have WrestleMania. <laughs> um we'll, we'll always have the UK tour where you where you did be there a couple of times there. Um we'll always have that. Um we'll we'll always have the match you and Naomi had in February that was outstanding.
1: Oh,
3: what a match. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and contrary to what people on Twitter say, I, you know, a lot of these segments that Rhonda and Charlotte had have been, have been lots of fun and more fun than people on Twitter would have you believe because they're just sticking the muds about this. Um, but, um, yeah, um, it looks like this is finally going to be the end of the road. Um, we just, we're thankful that she got to actually hold the title for more than five minutes or a couple of days, and that she actually got to got to hold the title for herself for once, for the first time in a while, and it wasn't just you know winning it and then to give somebody else a moment almost immediately afterwards. Um, so, you know, we're thankful for that, and. All in all, you know, we would have liked some more defenses, but, you know, um, we'll take the ones we got. And it's it's been a good run. And, again, we're here for you, Charlotte.
2: I've never uh, heard someone eulogize someone's 14th championship like this. In Jesus' name,
3: amen. He was giving a sermon up here, this, brother. This is, no, no this, this is the 13th. Main, main oh,
1: champion. sorry. Fourteen soon come, right? That's so why. Well, it's why we call Rob the Minister of Truth, the Deacon of Data, the Father of Facts and Figures. <laughs> he literally I, preaches from high atop the mountain.
3: Uh, so listen, um, this, this is going to be tough, and I might have to look away when when it, when when it looks like the, you know the, the end might be coming.
2: My God! Another.
3: Thing, uh, um
2: <laughs> another thing that I'm I'm just like, I don't think there's any way that they put Rhonda in a position where she's gonna have to scream, I quit into a microphone.
3: Well no, that, that that's not going to happen. Um, no. that's
2: just as soon as they introduced <clears throat> that stipulation, I was like, I could even see her tap to the 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 figure eight. Honestly, it's probably not not that likely, but I could see a world where that happens. But Rhonda Rousey International Fighting Superstar or whatever. Screaming, "I quit!" into a
1: microphone for that to be memed and viralized? No, no, that's not happening. Yeah. I don't want to give Rob too much of a glimmer of hope here, but that's every reason why Vince McMahon would do it. Also true. Like that—that's every reason why why Ronda would lose. That being said, I'm expecting this to be one hell of a fight. Like I'm not expecting much of a match. I'm expecting a hell of a fight. I expect very little of this to take place in the ring. Um, I. I would anticipate this match to go on a little later in the card because I'm hoping that they destroy the ringside area because both of these women can fight. They like to fight. Both of them have no problem getting there, getting dirty, pulling out the weapons, going through tables. It's going out into the crowd. I, I ex- Maybe I'm setting my expectations a little too high, but with the, the history that these two have, the heat between the two of them and just the the – history of just straight up fights like if you think back what was it um was it a no holds barred match or something that sasha and charlotte had several years ago
3: as one more? They, they were hot potatoing the uh was, the, 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 t- they, they, they had a match in the, in the cell actually
1: well the the match in the cell but there was another one oh, they did a, they were it, hot potatoing the oh, title a, back
3: and forth did a false count anywhere match.
1: false count anywhere that was a hell of a fight brother like that was a hell of a fight with charlotte and sasha and i'm expecting some of that on sunday night between the two of them but again yeah i think this is ronda's night i I think there's no way in hell ronda rousey says the words i quit into a microphone
3: yeah and now and um and i I do think what's going to i think drew gulak is gonna find some way he's gonna get involved some kind of way (laughs) and of course look i brought that i brought that on on myself by constantly mentioning his name here. That was
1: you beat me to it, Rob. Drew Gulak, and this is we don't mean that as a slight against Drew Gulak. We all like the guy. But when we have a joke about a a mid-card wrestler, unfortunately Drew Gulak has been the butt of many a joke on this podcast. Yeah. And it's I, coming back to bite Rob in the ass now. <laughs> DJ the best way to put it our he's an everyman wrestler. Th- that's
2: exactly it. That's he's exactly not, it. I don't want anyone to think that we're like knocking Drew, uh, Drew Gulak. We are not. We all like Drew Gulak a lot. And actually, anytime he's on screen, we're all got like, hey, guys, check it out. Um, but there's a certain ceiling for him. And that's just kind of our barometer.
1: Yeah.
3: And it, I guess it, it I guess, it, you know, I started to bring him up because for the longest time, he was just not on television. Right. Yeah, true. So he was. So he he was basically the example of somebody who's just not on TV ever, and now he's been on TV the past few weeks, and yeah, you know, and he, he's due for some payback because um, you he's know, been he, taking an
1: ass beating from the queen. Yeah.
3: yeah, and um, so yeah, he he's he's due for some payback. Um, and um, but yeah, Charlotte. You know, Sorry, right,
1: Rob. We'll be here for you for a, a virtual group hug next Wednesday.
3: We love you, Charlotte. We do. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Drew, Drew Gulak is a known
2: PowerPoint guy. He's good at digital presentations and whatnot. Maybe he tricks the audio system into thinking, you know, blaring out a Charlotte Flair like edited I quit clip or something like that.
0: Yeah, we'll
3: yeah. See Who knows?
2: A-, a
1: la Mankind and the Rock.
3: Yeah. No. And, uh, um, well, um, just if, you know, few more days
1: we'll be here for you
3: because she looks so wonderful wearing that belt and that belt looks so wonderful around her waist
1: i'll put on my phd hat and we'll have a counseling session
3: and it'll uh, all be yeah. good
1: we'll we'll, we'll we'll figure it out rob we'll get through this together buddy you you me jason and actually right. we may we may have a fourth guest up here next week we'll we'll see so jason
0: what's um, next rob, buddy? i was uh, gonna go say
2: D, dj any last thoughts on uh Charlotte and Rhonda, D- Rob, you do not get any more thought.
1: Last <laughs> thought. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm expecting a straight up fight between these two girls. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. All right, who's winning? I got Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda, Rob,
3: <sighs> Rhonda.
1: Kind of hurt him to say it. You so, feel the pain oozing off of him.
2: <laughs> All right. So coming up next, uh, next on this card, I have anyway. We have the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins in a Wrestlemania grudge match rematch. So, and as far as a um, quick note about the I quit match, uh, there's no real stipulations on this card aside from the I quit match. So, uh, DJ, I think you're right. If anyone's going to go crazy and destroy the ringside area, and especially because, hey, we don't have to clean it up for another, you know, hardcore match or something, That I quit match might get a little crazy. So, uh, but anyway, these guys are just in a straight-up singles match. I mean, if you look at the presentation of one Mr. Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania to now, he is basically the main character of Raw at this point. So, I look for, I mean, Cody's the shiny new toy. Seth Rollins doesn't lose a lick. Again, he's it's Seth Rollins. He's he's bulletproof at this point, um, unless they really, you know, screwed the pooch with him. So and I think this is gonna be just another fun match and I look for Cody Rhodes to get the victory here. Uh Rob, what do you think?
3: Um because oh, I think that I think Seth is going I don't think Seth is going to lose here. Something's going something something's gonna happen because I, I see this thing going the same way that the thing with him and Edge went last year, especially since June is hell in the cell. Um, mm. So either Seth gets the win here, it won't be fair and square, obviously, or he kind of goes crazy and just attacks Cody with a chair or something and gets disqualified or something and just beats the hell out of him. Um, But I do think... Whatever happens, it's it's going to lead to the cell match next month. I think.
2: Yeah, that would that makes a lot of sense, honestly. And you know, Cody is itch, itching to get into the cell and bleed.
1: Um, DJ, what do you got here? Uh, I'm kind of on line with Rob here. This this is my non finished match of the night. Uh, there's there's no way they're ending this feud in two matches, and they're definitely building up towards hell in the cell. Um, yeah, so I expect some kind of shenanigans. Whether there's a DQ, double count out. Count out of any kind it's i this is my non finished match of the night it should be noted that i am the biggest seth rollins mark on the show seth is my boy he's been my boy for years and he's been putting in the best work of his career over the last 12 months um i I agree with you jason if he were to straight lose this match i don't think he'd lose any ground but if he loses two in a row there's no reason to go to hell in the cell so it's this is my non finished match of the of the night Right. Yeah, I think I could see it going to the cell, but
2: I think they just keep the train going with Cody and even by the mm-hmm. time Cody like Hell in a Cell rolls around, Cody's already doing it's Cody and Seth are already got new dance partners.
1: So um, let me let but, me ask you this. You mentioned you made a sure. comment a minute ago. You really this is Cody. Cody likes mm-hmm. to bleed, but he's back in the WWE fold now. If Cody yep. ends up in a hell in a cell, do you think he do you think he bleeds?
2: I think he absolutely positively wants to. I think that obviously. And I think if they at all give him like 5% permission, I'm like, yeah, you can bleed, but don't go crazy. Yeah, don't um, don't profusely for, leak all over right. the place, pal. Right. Right. We're, we're going to see some color though. But I mean, and it doesn't take much. And it was half the reason Dusty did it. You just nick yourself a little bit and all of a sudden your bleach blonde blocks are pink and everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? Red makes green, daddy. There you go. So, yeah, I, and it would be such a Cody thing to do too. Um, but yeah, so next uh, on the so we, next we have um, I'm going to save that one for the end because I feel like that's going to be the main event. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to the a re, another WrestleMania rematch. We have AJ Styles versus Edge, and because Edge, uh, excuse me, AJ won his match uh, yesterday. Damien Priest is now barred from ringside. Usually, when someone is barred from ringside, that means that someone else is going to come out. Absolutely um,
1: no so. shenanigans whatsoever will happen.
3: It's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Guaranteed there will be no shenanigans. No, of course not. Especially with the introduction
2: of Finn Balor into this feud. So, yeah, I'd look for this to be... Honestly, this one I can't even call. Um Because Edge is, uh, AJ has just kind of been floating around for a while. And not floating around, but he hasn't got a good win or anything like that in a while. And Edge, but Edge is building this new faction. So I feel like this is just a mechanism for probably whoever joins the faction next. Maybe Rhea Ripley to give, you know, AJ a big boot or something like that. Um, But we'll see. I. Would like to see Edge uh, AJ squeak this out and maybe keep this thing going, but uh, I'm I'd be perfectly
1: fine either way. And if I had to bet, I would say Edge is going to win this. DJ, who do you got? This one's a tough call for me. Um, and, and I almost said this was going to be my second non-finished match of the night, um, just because this is WrestleMania Backlash. I don't look for any feuds to end. Um, ah, God, I don't know. It's I'm. There's a part of me that's worried that Finn Balor is going to turn on AJ Styles, yeah. Um, because they, they did the thing Monday night, like they like they did the they did the two sweet and they got all the fanboys hyped up, like oh my god, they did it, they did the thing, mm-hmm. and we know how WWE is. They do the thing, and they're about to give you the thing, and then they snatch it away from you. And, and I feel like Sunday night, they're going to snatch the thing away and Edge is going to end up winning this one. That's what I think is going to happen.
2: All right. I, yeah, that's definitely in the WWE playbook. Oh, my gosh, we want this, we want this, we want this. Well, that's good. Now I've got you all emotionally heightened, and I'm going to crush you. Uh, Rob, what do you got here?
3: Um, Yeah, I think... Uh, I hope they don't do the cheap thing with Finn Balor turning. Um, <clears throat> but... It could happen um but i either way i think somebody else other than damian priest is going to interfere and you know get help age get the win um i hope it's not finn balor i hope there's some other member that they have in mind that's going to come out there and do it um i mean real Ripley was, has been rumored to be potentially a part of that um And then the other, um, well, the other name that got thrown out there was Ciampa, I think, but Ciampa's getting into it with Ali now, so uh, who knows. I mean, Either one of them, I think, would be a fine addition to the group. Um, So I think somebody other than Damian Priest interferes and um, Edge wins. And so I just hope it's not Finn Balor um, because then it was going to be three against one against AJ. He's going to need some help, and there won't be anybody there.
1: Yeah, because his (laughs) boys are gone. Yeah, you know that's the the, good so this would like been have been perfect if the Good Brothers were still there. Yeah, yeah. but now, like you said, if this ends up being three on one against AJ Styles. Who comes out to help AJ? Yeah, that's why I think the Finn the
2: Fin thing is is straight up. Um, I think they are going to surprise us by playing it straight, um, which is the beauty of WWE. They can play it either way uh, and still kind of surprise us. Um, but yeah, I just don't see where. Where do you go from there? When, I guess do you just dismiss Ed or AJ after Edge just beats him and that's it, and Edge is on to his next feud? I mean, it's happened before, uh, so yeah, they could do that. Um, yeah. But I look, I especially it just is a coincidence that like, what's today the day they first initially signed or uh, formed Bullet Club because I saw a bunch of current and former Bullet Club members of every promotion being like, oh, happy Bullet Club Day, you know, too sweet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting timing coincidence with uh, with the reun- reuniting of Edge and, uh, excuse me, uh, AJ and Finn.
1: Yeah.
2: But, but again, this is when WWE's at its best, when it really could go either way and you can't really call it. So, um, and... The thing is, the match is going
1: to be awesome because all their other, uh, every time they've scrapped, it's been very, very good. Yeah, a lot of people complained about the pacing of the WrestleMania match. I thought the match was awesome. And maybe I saw something in it that, you know, a lot of the internet wrestling community didn't see. But I could go back and watch AJ Styles and Edge put on that clinic repeatedly. Yeah, it was definitely slower than the normal WWE
2: match, but it also had had a purpose. So, right, it was methodical for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed the match, too. But I I could definitely see people be like, all right, speed it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, all right, so we got both of you on that one, right? We're good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So next on the card, we have what is undoubtedly going to be a Dave Meltzer, five-star classic. They're going to go at least 45 minutes, uh, probably at least a half dozen near falls. We have Happy Corbin, versus Madcap Moss. <laughs> so if this one clears 10 minutes I'm actually gonna be surprised. but credit to those two guys because Corbin has consistently been one of the best parts about any show excuse me any show he's on. and this uh, this kind of the rise of Madcap Moss has been pretty uh, enjoyable to to be along for the ride. So I think they picked the right time to break them up. Uh, I think, you know, Mad. Uh, this could go either way. Uh, I hate you know being a well. I think Madcap's going to win. It wouldn't surprise me if Corbin didn't <clears throat> or Dor- Corbin did. But this one's pretty simple. You know, let the Madcap let Madcap Moss is you know find his new identity and break free of Corbin and then we can get them going into whatever they're doing next um and then see what singles madcap Moss looks like. i'm pretty I'm pretty intrigued. I, I feel like the gimmick needs a little a little push maybe the I don't know the the gear, the suspenders it worked as a sidekick, but not quite as a main guy, but who who knows maybe he'll surprise me. um.
1: uh we just lost you there for a second buddy
3: yeah
1: all right well what did you what did i last say you said um and you were getting ready to <laughs> point to one of us <laughs> oh okay so rob go ahead
3: um like i could see Corbin winning dirty and then they have you know to keep it going um or i could see madcap like winning like some roll-up or something i think this doesn't end here um because they at least got like a month or two of house show matches to get out of this thing uh so i think it doesn't end here um i think corbin gets i'm gonna go i'm saying corbin gets to win here he's gonna cheat it's gonna be dirty and and that'll give them room to keep it going all
1: right I i certainly could see that uh dj who do you got I think it'll come down to how much interest there is in a second Corbin versus Madcap match. Um, I myself, I, I would watch it. I love Baron Corbin. I and it's been so funny to watch the the online hatred of Baron Corbin just kind of get. You have to eat crow month after month after month after this dude delivers every single time. Now, granted, Madcap Moss has put in the work. He had a hell of a match with Drew McIntyre a couple a ma- couple months ago. But Baron Corbin really got Madcap Moss over, and a lot of people don't give him the credit for that. Um, Is there interest in a second match? I don't know. I mean, I'd say for me, yes. I'd say for a large portion of the people that I see online, they want this to be a one-and-done. I have a feeling this will be a one-and-done with Madcap Moss taking the victory.
3: And I, I think well, this is going to continue on the house shows for sure. Right. Whatever happens here.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Fair enough. promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
2: Here, Before the what I think is the main event, we have Bobby Lashley versus Omos. And almost is being escorted by, or will be accompanied by, his new manager, MVP. Um, this one's tough because, actually, no, it's not. But I think almost is gonna win this because he's the new, the new shiny toy. Again, they put him with MVP for a reason, so they're clearly investing in the guy. Uh, and you could, I. I just don't see this ends any other way than than almost winning um, winning pretty decisively,
1: probably. Uh, DJ, who do you got here? Uh, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think almost wins this. You have an MVP in your corner is is a boost to anyone, and I don't see this being any different. i I'm looking forward to a fun match. I don't see it going very long, much like the WrestleMania match didn't. Um, Bobby Lashley being a big powerhouse, I like that almost is big enough to throw him around. Um, so we'll see. I, I think uh, by hook or by crook, almost wins this one.
3: All right. Rob? Yeah, I think almost got to win this one because there, there's no point of putting him the MVP and having him turn and all that stuff. Um, there's no point in doing that for him just to come out and taking another L. Yeah. Um, so I think he wins here and um almost is the is is one of the youtube all stars here <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
3: um it's funny cuz you know and you know one of my little things i keep track of this stuff for those of y'all who aren't familiar with us or and he does some really big numbers a lot of times and um, and honestly i think it's to the point where this is turning into a great Kali kind of thing. Um, where Because uh, he he is he was born in Nigeria, he uh, he came over. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's happening so often now and, and under so many just kind of mundane kind of circumstances where now it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I think this might be... A... Because for those of y'all who don't know, great Kali to this day, just like some major YouTube viewing numbers on stuff and it's pretty much a given that it, it, you know, it's just the folks back home that are <laughs> driving the train here on that. Right. <laughs> um, and I think that's we're kind of in. Uh, we are. It's almost time to call it for almost <laughs> the same way. Um, but again, I think he does win here. And you know, and he's with MVP, so we're going you know, to keep that going. And, I mean, just you know, look. I mean, long term with almost, it's just a question of. Does he have a long term future or is this somebody, or is he just going to be somebody that you're going to eventually, you know, feed the Drew McIntyre on a pay per view one day or something, you know? I mean, but I think he wins. Hmm.
2: Yeah, so we're all pretty much in agreement, I think. Yeah, I think almost wins on Sunday night. All right. So uh, that will get us to the what I believe will be the main event of the evening. It could be Charlotte and Rondo, you don't know. But the we have the impromptu team of Drew McIntyre and the raw tag team champions RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle versus the Bloodline. Your reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed WWE Universal heavyweight champion who sits at the head of the table we eat at this table we are so grateful and thankful for all the blessings that our wondrous tribal chief has given us the man himself roman reigns along with his cousins the usos the smackdown tag team champions and paul Heyman. they will be colliding in a six-man
1: tag team match and brothers i am terrified I hope Randy Orton drops all three of them right on their fucking faces. I, I, right I, on their faces, pal. I, <laughs> guys,
2: as soon as I heard Drew's music, oh man! But, so for yeah, for those new to the show, I am I am one of the Roman Reigns super fans. I love this guy. Uh, and the, the longest reigning universal championship you know train has been running and gunning down people and just mowing, mowing down all mowing down all opponents. And there were two people on my list that I was like, well, if they get involved at all, uh, I think it's going to be it might be curtains for our tribal chief's um, title reign. and those two people are Big E. And Drew McIntyre. So just the fact that they're crossing paths at all here is is interesting. Um, But as far as the match itself goes, I look for... I mean, if it goes two ways, I think if they're going to keep... If they don't want to do anything else with this and they're just going to close it down, everybody go back to your corners. Obviously, the bloodline is going to win it. If they're going to start with either drew drew in earnest as an opponent for Roman reigns then maybe you know J pins or excuse me riddle pins J or something like that or drew pins J uh, it all depends on where they want to go next um I'm just gonna hope and make my pick that the bloodline is going to win and hell Roman's gonna pin drew so stick it in
3: your craw and smoke it or something i don't know just, i'm uh, so I'm, I'm so upset and just to let y'all know i was a roman reigns fan as jason is but you know he he covers that base for us here so <laughs> you know I, and, and you know, i don't need to, y'all don't want y'all don't need to hear me cosigning everything he says here so i, yeah. I so i let him handle it and beside you know and uh because i have to devote my energy to you know our. Thirteen-time women's champion.
2: That's right. We gotta the queen and the tribal chief get their fair shake on this show. Do not worry. So, who's everybody have here? Rob, Um, talk to me.
3: Okay. Well, okay. I got to talk myself through it here because I'm not really sure. Um, Because I think they're not going Roman Drew right away. Um, I can see. Honestly, I could see Roman Randy one month and Roman Riddle the other month. They could do that two months in a row. Um, so I think, however it ends, it ends in some kind of way to set up one of those matches. Because uh, now we'll, we'll, and now RK Bro is actually beating the Usos a bunch of times. So it would make sense for the bloodline to win this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> but um I think some kind of way it leads to we're, some kind of way coming out of this match. We're going to get definitely we're going to get Roman and Randy on a future pay-per-view and we could and I think we could get him individually against each member of the team. Um so I think it ends in some kind of way that sets that up. As far as who wins, um, eh. well, all right. Um, I think this is one of those. If somehow Charlotte does escape, then they're going to send. They're going to, then. Then Drew and RK Bros going to win. Um, I would. Yeah, I'll just say. You know what however the SmackDown women's title match goes, uh, this one was going to go the other way.
1: Okay. okay. Makes sense. DJ? Uh, I want to point out, interestingly enough at first, because this was some part of the discourse online that we talked about earlier. Originally, this was supposed to be the Usos and uh, against RK Bro unifying the tag team, SmackDown and Raw Tag Team Championships. They have moved away from that, which I'm glad they did. I have said on this show... In the past, when we were doing our WrestleMania, I think our pre-show a few months ago, that I was not a big fan of the unification idea to begin with. I I think there need to be separate brand champions. And I definitely don't think you need Roman Reigns because they they tour separately. Raw and SmackDown tour separately. And I just don't think you put that kind of um, expectation on Roman that he needs to tour for both shows. And if Roman's not going to be on the road as much, you need a touring world heavyweight champion. So I think at some point they're going to split those titles up, get one of them off of Roman. So I'm glad we're not doing a tag team unification here because I feel the same way with the tag team championships. You should have tag team champions for each brand if they're going to tour separately. Uh, So I found it interesting that they did go away from that, and I'm glad they did. Um, That being said, um, I know I said at the beginning of this segment that this little bit here that, you know, I hope Randy Orton, you know, Drops all three of the bloodline on their faces. And while I still do hope that happens, um, I see Roman Reigns spearing the life out of Randy Orton and pinning him for the one, two, three at the end of this match. Okay. Now, does that set up a future feud? Because I I think that is exactly why I'm going that route. Because I I think there's some shenanigans that go on. And it leads to Roman spearing Randy, which will lead lead to an inevitable one on one match somewhere down the line. Yes. Okay. Fair. I I think honestly, Roman's
2: next appointment could, uh, appointment uh, opponent could be any of the three guys on the other
1: side of this room. At this point, they've become appointments for Roman because he just yeah. comes in, he does the work, he beats the hell out of people, he stacks them up, and he leaves. What did he? What What did he say? What did he say? Week. One,
2: all he does is show up and win. Yep. So, so
1: they, and that's all, he's done,
2: that's all he's done so far. Um, so, yeah, that takes us to the end of the WrestleMania backlash card. So I will cede control of the
1: ship back to you, good sir, DJ. Um Yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be a good show. Um, I think a lot of people were breathing heavy. I've seen everything from... People super excited for some of the matches to people saying, again, the, the hyperbole, it's the worst build and the worst card in the history of WWE. It's the absolute worst. I can't believe how awful this card is. You know, Meanwhile, five weeks ago, half of these matches were on there and they were fucking awesome. So how, how can those same people, huh? It's not even the worst in Backlash history. Right. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the worst in Backlash history. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that we push back against. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. I wish it was on Saturday instead of Sunday, but that's just because I'm an old guy who has to get up early on on uh, on Sunday or on Monday morning.
2: Yeah, and again, there were years previous of Backlash
1: where it
2: was basically WrestleMania of like light. They just did all the rematches again and didn't do them nearly as well.
1: Well, that was last year, wasn't it?
2: I feel like last year was, was that. It, it was, was just like WrestleMania light. Yeah, exactly. So I I like because we've only got two rematches on this card, but they're both deserving of
1: rematches. So is it two or yeah, three on this on this one? Um three. Three, yeah, because yeah. there's almost in Lashley. There's oh, Edge, and Lashley. Edge and Edge and AJ, and then uh Seth and Cody. So yeah, there's three. Yep,
3: three plus rematches. four because Charlotte and Ronda.
1: Oh Charlotte and Ronda. shit. Wow, four hey. out of six. Okay, wow. Okay, so that right there, they don't feel
2: like Retreads, rehashes, anything like that, because I didn't even realize that. I knew Bobby
1: and that's well, because all. if I you know pay it. attention, as, as Rob would say, Rob, what's the what's the phrase?
3: Just watch the show.
1: Thank you. <laughs> We're putting that on a T-shirt. I promise you. Um, yeah, just watch the show. If you'd watch the show, you'd know they're keeping it fresh.
3: Yeah,
2: they they got here for really really well. And again, my they tricked my brain to be like, oh no, these are all mostly fresh matchups. No, they're not.
1: No, but they just they're they they freshened them up, fresh. up over the last five weeks. Exactly. So yeah. kudos to them for that. So we've got a little bit of time left. Is there anything else we wanted to get to tonight before we uh, before we call the go home spot?
3: Uh, well, yeah, actually, um, I do have a couple of a uh, couple of things here.
1: Okay. Um,
3: okay. So and one one thing we do here for those of y'all who are listening to us for the first time, uh, we we quite often take shots at wrestling media. And yes. And for the way that they talk about things and for, in particular, because they, you know, they are very, um, dishonest, disingenuous, all that kind of thing. And so this week, um, Dave Meltzer is kind of the worst culprit and he is the originator of basically of wrestling media. So, you know, the, the sins of wrestling media, you can all trace back to him, uh, and So he was at it again this week because uh, over the weekend um, there were a bunch of people released. WWE bu- re- released a bunch of people from NXT. And most of them were people who would just maybe either barely been on television or hadn't been on television much at all. And there were a few notable names. Uh, we can get to those in a minute. But Dave Meltzer. Right, so there's this headline on one of the the other wrestling news websites that says, you know, WWE planning more frequent releases. And of course, this headline is meant to to again to aggravate you because some people just got released, including a couple of names that some people, you know, were really high on in the in the internet wrestling community. So then this headline comes out and says, Well, WWE planning more releases, more frequent releases. And it's meant to scare you because last year there was a stretch where they were just, you know, they just kept coming and kept coming. They would they would do one round of releases, and you'd be like, man, that's a lot of people. And then a few weeks later, it'd be another big batch. You'd be like, man, is anybody going to be left?
1: I feel like there was a period of about four to six weeks where every other week we were doing a show about releases.
3: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so
1: We were talking about, like, five or six names at a time. If Yeah. That.
3: yeah. So this headline, is, of course, is meant to take you back there and make you think of that. And so I, wrote, you know, I clicked on the story, started reading it, and it takes some quotes from Dave Meltzer.
1: Of course it does. And, they all regurgitate him and it's sickening.
3: And Dave was, was saying and here's the important part, right? Because when you see these Dave Meltzer reports, if you actually read or listen to what he's saying, he said, I think they're going to be doing that more frequently now. I think. That's the, key. the key words are I think. Not according
1: okay. to what I'm hearing. Mm. Not I'm hearing that. Yeah. Finish your thought, Rob, because I'm going to piggyback on
3: that in a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the key words, I think. And what is another kind of Dave Meltzer staple is that you take something that has kind of either already been shown or have already been said. And then you throw the words, I think on to make it sound worse than it is. And then, and then it gets turned into a report. And now in this case, triple H said in a recent interview that they are going to not let people hang around the PC as long as the people that they signed to the NXT because you
1: beat me to it, Rob, that was yeah, going to be my thought.
3: Yeah. Cause uh, in the past, you know, there were people who would be there like two years and, wouldn't make it TV and, you know, and all of that. And he just said, basically that's, that's, that's over. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, and Rob, I think, and maybe you were going to mention this, but uh, if, if, if you were, I apologize, but I think uh, it's also important to note that Triple H was, was positing this as, okay, we've been doing this for a long time at this point. Now we know that it basically takes six months to figure out if it, this stuff is going to stick or it's not. Yeah, They weren't just pulling six months out of out of thin air. They weren't just saying, oh, we're going to set an arbitrary time limit. It's like, no, based on all of the years of knowledge we have, you can tell if somebody's going to have the aptitude for
1: this in about six months. And so I'll, 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 back I'll, told- I'll piggyback on that in a minute, too. What I was going to add to what Rob was saying is Dave's out here and, and, and you people who follow Dave and you listen to Dave, st- stop for just a minute. Use your brains. Dave's out here going, I think this is going pretty much saying, I think this is what it's going to be moving forward. Dave thinks what Triple H just told you was going to happen. Okay, so you people were riding on him like he's presenting you with news. The news is something that Triple H told us all in a fucking open door interview two weeks prior. So stop acting like Dave has some kind of inside ear that you don't have. Because you have the ear, Triple H used it. That's the part of it that irritates the shit out of me with as for where Dave is concerned, is he's not giving you news. He's not giving you new. He's charging you $12.99 a month for news that Triple H gave you for free. As far as the, you know, what we were saying about the 90 day thing, and I know I just totally took over the show here, and I do apologize. I was an indie wrestler back in the 90s. And I can absolutely tell you that six months is more than enough time. 90 days is enough time to determine whether or not somebody has got the physical, the physical aptitude to go out there and perform the moves and perform them safely. At that point, you can work on character, you can work on everything else. But to physically perform the moves... 90 days, you'll know whether or not somebody has a natural aptitude for it. By six months, you should know whether or not they're going to be able to come up with a character that you can use on TV. And if they can't, if they can't put those two things together, they're never going to get it. You know, and it's not something where they need to, like Rob said a minute ago, sit around for two years trying to figure this shit out. Why should I pay somebody? I'm, I'm, I'm a manager at my job. okay, and I hire people all the time. And if somebody just does not have the natural aptitude for it, eventually you've got to look at them and say, look, I'm sorry, you're a great person. I like you, but you're just not what I'm looking for. It sucks. As a human being, it sucks. But as a professional, as someone who is running a company, as someone who has to look for the future of the company, I need to surround myself with a team of people who could do the job I need them to do. And I'm going to find out within 90 days whether or not they can do that job. I'm sorry, I totally yeah, No
3: problem. No problem. It, and totally but, took over there. But um, basically, because look, last year, again, the releases were coming so often, and the the, the groups of releases were so big that it, I mean, it, it 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 engendered some real paranoia amongst all of us of who might be next. So when you put a headline up there like "frequent," you know, more frequent releases coming, and they didn't specify NXT in the headline, by the way. Right, so, so basically, this is to scare you to that maybe some of your favorite main roster people might be on the chopping block, and that's what this is all about. It's just to aggravate you and all of that and to you know get you worked up, to click on the stuff, and then you know you do that, and nine times out of ten you read the story and it's a total nothing burger, and that's what this was and and this is why we you know, while we frequently go after wrestling media, because they do not provide anything of any value here. Um, and they rarely do. I mean, it's so disingenuous. So,
2: well, and not only that, but just, you have these guys who, who like, so if Adam Schefter reports on something in the NFL that might have to do with head injuries or, you know, just sports medicine or something like that. There are people that ESPN can call doctors, medical professionals, things like that, who they have on, you know, not on retainer, but just like, hey, can we call you for this kind of stuff? Sure, no problem. That he would go through and be like, okay, I don't want to sound like a moron when I'm talking about this. Can Can you coach me through this? Dave, meanwhile, this is the state of wrestling media, guys. Dave, recently, and I'm talking within the last calendar year, Dave talked about uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling's Shibata and all the neck and head injury issues he's had and things like that, and he's working on getting back to the ring. He, with a straight face, reported that the procedure that Shibata under, uh, they undertook on Shibata involved removing and then replacing his brain. They took his brain... Dave out says that out of his this is a guy that you pay $12 a month, American, for wrestling news. And he told you with a straight face that they took Shibata, they cut his head, off, his skull cap off, they removed the brain, they did whatever they needed to do, and they put the brain back inside and then put his skull back on. And by the way, he's up and walking around now. So, that That's it. If that's the dude you want to get your news from, go nuts. But aside from just like little... What's the, old, the oldest adage that I've heard from multiple people in the know, in the industry, even at the lowest level is, yep, WWE uses Dave for two reasons. And probably this has gone to all the other ones as well. We either... Have something that we want to get out there anyway, and we don't want the WWE letterhead on it. Like maybe, hey, we're going to hype up the Cruiserweight tournament before we actually announce it or something like that. Or we want to fuck with Dave. Pardon my language for our new show. I don't know what the Chair Shots Network language experts are, are, you know, policies are yet. I'm sure I'll get my written warning
1: and write up from Greg post haste. From what I've listened to, I think we're going to be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and don't I, think we're going to get any, uh, any C and D's here. <laughs>
3: yeah. No,
1: FCC filings. No, no, no. I don't think no.
3: so. And uh, and in 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 this case, this is Dave just totally just running his mouth basically. And look, I don't think anybody told him this at all. I mean, it's just him rambling and just word salad. And you know, and. uh He's taking the information we already have and just re-
2: reporting, quote unquote, in yeah. a different way, and and he's reporting it as his own idea and his own findings.
3: And that's it. And that's really it. And you know, and then um, another one happened with with uh, we we were told uh, we we were given this big hint. Hey guys, we found out that a notable WWE wrestler superstar recently asked for their release
1: oh this is from this is from Rob's buddy sap
3: yeah and for, and for those of y'all um, at one time uh, Sean Ross Sam and I got into a a. Well, we didn't actually fight on the timeline we, we 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 hashed it out in the DMs but at one point uh, I got very publicly angry at him And I I called him out on the timeline.
1: Well, And the worst Uh, part of it was, is he did what he does. He sicked all his his minions after you. Like, he was screenshotting shit that you'd said. Because this is before he had me blocked. He's got me blocked now, thank God. Because, you know, now I don't have to see his crap on my timeline. Although he didn't think enough to to, to block me from the frightful, you know, from the frightful.com but um yeah no it's go ahead rob i'm sorry
3: uh, so and, and, look, and you know we hashed it out there um so we, we don't have any personal beef anymore but but i will not hesitate to if he says something stupid i will not hesitate to come here and say talk about it right and in this case um you know like oh hey hey guys we found out that a notable wwe superstar recently asked for his release and what's funny is that of course that triggered a bunch of people saying we well, hope it's finn balor because one of the one of the recurring themes in the internet wrestling community is that there's people who hope that finn balor will get fed up and leave the wwe um <laughs> and uh so some people were hoping that was him, and then some people were thinking and then if, it, if they weren't naming him they were thinking it was alexa bliss because alexa has not been on tv in a long time she has kind of voiced some frustration about that and you know, but and it turned out it was neither one of them. It was Roderick Strong, who was in NXT, and not only that, but they already worked out whatever differences they had, and he's staying. And
1: yeah, yeah. Like as soon as they put up the report, it was already. It was like it was in, the, it was in immediately. the report
3: It was. In, it was in the report that they worked it out. <laughs> um.
1: And again, you guys paid for that. Like, and, not you guys specifically for whoever's listening, unless you did, and I'm sorry if you did. But there are people out there who actually paid for that crap.
3: And, and we even, like, we figured it out pretty quickly why he would want to get released. Because his wife works in AEW now. She just started there recently. And all his boys are over there. So it perfectly understandable him wanting to go work there. If they would let him go. Yeah. So it's not even like some big scandal or anything, right? I mean... Um, well, the best part of yeah. that is...
1: Eventually, you would have figured... Like, you don't need to pay Frightful or Meltzer or anyone else for this news. Eventually, if Roderick Strong leaves WWE, you're going to find out. Uh, the old. You're going to find out the old-fashioned way, the way that Rob and I found out 25, 30 years ago when wrestlers left wwe or wrestlers left wcw or left you know back in the day one of the other territories you found out oh hey this guy's here now
3: right and then and also do you really need to know do we need to because look every person who works in that company has at some point or another probably said to themselves man screw this from the, the people at the bottom all the way up to the people at the top, okay? Everybody gets frustrated, at their, it is a job. Everybody gets frustrated at their job. Even people who are treated really well at their job get frustrated. People who are really successful at their jobs get frustrated with their jobs. And at some point or another, everybody gets frustrated to the point where they're like, man, I don't know, let me see what else is out there.
1: Every week, not a day goes by like, there's at least one day a week where I don't sit around going, you know what, F this place. And I'm done. Like, and, and it could not even be like a bad day. It could just be like a bad moment in a day. But I'm just like, F this place. <laughs> I don't even want to be here anymore. I'm updating my resume.
3: Yeah. And it's, 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 it's common. It is a thing that happens. Right. So, um, and this is another thing with wrestling media that you know they they make these mountains out of molehills out of just regular everyday things that people that go on at people's jobs. And yes, people get frustrated and they want to leave. Um, even again, even people who are at the very top of their profession and who and all that, um, yes, they they want to leave sometimes. They think about it, right? And then they might even ask for a release and that's happened. And there have been times where. There are people who have asked for their release and didn't get it, and they came back to work and kept moving, like, you know, and and everything, and they just, you know, the train kept going, right? And
1: yeah.
3: it's not something you need to really... This is not something where you as a fan need... I mean, if, you, if, if Roderick Strong is your favorite wrestler and you found out last week that he asked for a release and they talked it out with him, and now he's back... What does that do for you?
1: Just be happy for the guy. You get to keep seeing Roderick Strong on WWE TV.
3: Right. But I mean, what does the yeah. news that he did that do for you? Does it, does it help you?
1: No. It does nothing at all.
3: Yeah. I mean, does, it doesn't hurt. No. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything, right? It doesn't matter. He, a, he thought about it. He asked for his release. And, and again, we, we came up with the obvious reasons because all his people are in the other company now. Right. So, including his wife. So yeah, I mean, he very well, you know, might want to prefer to work there now, and that's not a big deal. It really isn't. And and look, if, if Roderick Strong is your favorite wrestler, and I know that every look, every wrestler is somebody's favorite wrestler. Okay, um, if he's your favorite, then basically either he gets his release and he goes over there with his buddies, and you and you and you watch him on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night. Or he stays where he is, and you watch, and you keep watching him on Tuesday night.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Either way, does it really make a difference? Does this story really make a difference? Does it really matter?
1: Right. Until it actually happens, no. Right. One of the things that irritates me on these releases are the the the, the fake outrage with WWE, and and the one big one that I saw the other day was. You know, they, they they hype these people up and they, they bring them to Orlando and they force them to move away from home. Um, you know, I, I got news for you, Guy. Back in the Territory days, if you wanted to go work for world-class championship wrestling, you didn't stay home in Florida. You picked your ass up and you moved out to Texas to work for world-class. If you worked for, you know, where was the AWA out of?
3: Um, uh, Minnesota.
1: Out of Minnesota. You didn't stay in New York territory. You moved your ass out to Minnesota unless you wanted to drive 1,200 miles a day to work, okay? This happens in the real world all the time. People pick up and move their entire families to go to a job with no guarantee that they're gonna have that job forever. I personally did this 11 years ago. I moved up to New York for a job up there with no guarantees other than a paycheck. The guy said, hey, yeah, I'd like to hire you. I interviewed. He, he hired me. He said, can you get up here? I said, yes, sir, I'll be there. And I did. I uprooted myself, and I went almost 1,400 miles away to work a job with no guarantee other than a payday. And I had hopes that I'd be there forever, but there was no guarantee. He didn't look at me and say, you know what? I'm going to hire you for the rest of your life, pal, because you're moving up here. Thank you. you know, No, there was, that conversation never took place. That conversation doesn't take place anywhere. You hope that you're going to have a job for life. You pick yourself up in, in faith that you will with the understanding that you might not. And this isn't in any industry in the world. This isn't exclusive to just the pro wrestling business. So you know, we need to kill but, that noise right now. But also, DJ,
2: you've, I mean, you were in the business. You've been walk, paying attention to this stuff forever. When has WWE, at least it's developmental, not been
1: like this? OVW was churning through people all the time. You just didn't have the internet to hear about it. Right. There are so many people who probably went through OVW that people have never heard of before. You know, out of OVW, we got Shelton Benjamin. We got John Cena. We got Batista. We got Brock Lesnar. We got Randy Orton. There was probably a couple others that we got. But I promise you, just out of those five guys alone, there were 25 that never made it. Well, I was just about to say. So you just named five guys. What you think they all wrestled each other? No, they had to wrestle other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where those people go? Yeah. I, I Tell you guys. Tell me about all the. Tell me about all the Danny Basham, uh, matches that you remember. Who's that? Okay. He was a, he was another OVW guy. Oh. Yeah. Exactly, Jason. And that's not an of him. He was a fantastic worker, but. Yeah, the average person listening to this went who. They have the same look on their face that Jason just had.
3: Right, and one um, mm-hmm. well, of this, this goes back to things Triple H said because they they're looking at basically they're looking at professional sports as their model now for development. And every year, and he and he mentioned the NFL. Every NFL basically releases five hundred people every year. He said, and that's yeah. and that's between training camp, preseason, and during the season, and then people who get released after the season is over and most of those people you don't hear about most of those people and and in fact the only time you do hear about somebody getting released is when it's somebody who is notable who has been there on the team
0: right
3: um and has done some things and we don't care um and we don't i mean your your favorite rock band unless they're one of the groups that's been fortunate enough to keep the original lineup forever which I mean some of them have but there there are groups that have gone through drummers and gone through guitarists and you know I mean you know, like the like some
2: go some go through singers
3: yeah and um and you know and just I mean recently like the Foo Fighters and you know rest in peace Taylor Hawkins um mm-hmm. uh, but Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl were like the only two people who were in the group the whole time. Yeah, they cycled through, you know, other people. Um, it happens, right? I mean, and it happened. I mean, so people get released, and it's not unless they were unless they were denied something that was in their contract okay, if you were supposed to get X amount of dollars for this, this, and this, and you hit your incentives and you were supposed to get it, and then they didn't give it to you, and then they released you and didn't give you your money, then yes, that's an outrage, right? If something terrible was done to you backstage, right? That then, yes, you should be mad. We should be mad about that. But if somebody gets released according to the terms of the contract they signed, that is something that happens every day. And it happens in sports. It happens in other professions. Um, it just does. And, and I think one of, one of the tweets that was, a, you know, that was about the subject, the person said that, you know, we feel like we know these people, you know, because social media and all that stuff. So you feel it feels a little more personal to you that they got released. Um, yeah, I understand that. Uh, but well one we don't actually know these people that's right. and that's you know that's the thing that i have you know now it's a thing i tell myself all the time and you know i'll probably start saying it here more now because we don't we don't know these people right and right you can feel some yes you can feel some sense of kind of sympathy for them that they got to go get another job now yes but we don't know these people um as much as the jason sings the praises of roman reigns as much as i sing the praises of charlotte flair i don't know ashley Flair. we don't know joe N O I, we don't know them they seem like nice enough people you know from from what you hear about them from people who've actually been around them they seem like nice enough people yeah but we don't know them um and so we don't know these folks that get released and it feels like we know them. And that way, you know, when they get released, it kind of, it might sting a little bit more. Um, and look, it, look, if Charlotte would ever get released, I, yes, I would be here. I would be a complete hypocrite. and I'd be on this podcast screaming bloody murder, probably. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, but still, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a thing that happens. And I guess, you know, because I remember when, you know, when I first started watching football. Uh, they were the Washington Redskins back then. And they, my first season watching them, they won the Super Bowl. And then within, like, three years, a bunch of the really most important people on that team got released.
1: They dismantled the whole team, just about.
3: And John Regan. They did
1: that with the Marlins one year. when yeah. uh, they, they bought, basically, a, a, a World Series team, won the World Series, and then dismantled the whole fucking thing in the offseason.
3: Now, now, in uh, Washington, they did it because they were— because they decided that those those guys, their time was up and we need to keep winning and we need to bring in some new guys. And so they, I mean, John Riggins was Super Bowl MVP. He got released. Um, You know, a couple of other people who were big, important players in that Super Bowl got released just a few years later. It happens. Um, Yeah. And there are a few names on this list that, you know, do got some people in their feelings. Uh, I guess for me and for a lot of people it's Dakota Kai. And now, you know, um, now I did think, and honestly, I'll say it now, that I did think this was coming. Because We've talked
1: about that on the show.
3: Yeah, because yeah. she, she had done some dark matches, they didn't call her up, and she'd just been kind of lingering in NXT. And now it turns out that she told them she wasn't going to resign. So she very well had, may have seen the handwriting on the wall herself. Or she might have just said to hell with this. Um, right either way um but a lot of you know there were definitely people who were upset about that but again it it doesn't totally surprise me and it's well and because look in wwe it's it's about fitting in a lane right if 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 there's no lane to fit in if if they can't they can't figure out a, a lane to fit you in then no matter how good of a wrestler you are, you just you, you're not going to be long for the place, right? Um, and that and, and and you know and D- D- Dakota Kai is an excellent wrestler. She's an excellent in-ring worker. Um and but there was really no lane for her on the main roster. Um and what they're doing now is they're moving on faster. In the you know a few years ago they might they would have called her up and they would have tried this or they would have tried that and she'd have been stuck in catering for you know a while and then you know if if it happened to be after AEW started she may have asked for her release but but you know I mean but they're not doing that now now so they're moving you know if you know if if they think it's best to move on they're gonna move on um and so again she chose not to resign and so they decided to go ahead and give her a release. Um, yeah. Young, uh, Malcolm Bivens, another one, right? He same thing. He told them he wasn't going to resign. Now, now it looks like he might be just out of the business entirely now.
1: Well, he had side uh, he had side gigs going anyway, didn't he? Well, he's even he a stand up comedian.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, and he's he's having like his first like real show soon. Right. Um. And he and look if anybody can transition to be a stand up comedian out of the wrestling business, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, well, one hour and Dolph Ziggler was already a stand-up comedian on the side, also. Yep. Uh, but in, and so he asked for his release, and well, he didn't ask; what he said he wasn't going to resign. So there's nothing for you to be mad about, right? He um, because that was
1: of, his choice. It wasn't that they got rid of him; it's that he chose not to stay
3: because they wanted him to right. stay, and I think you know it was another thing where he had been down in NXT forever. And if, you know, I guess he may have just figured, well, if they're not going to call me up, then I might as well go do this other thing. Right. Yeah. And, which, and you know what people do that. People change jobs. It's
1: perfectly fine. It's
3: right. You we, really really actually, we encourage that. You know, I've said it
1: ad nauseum on this show. If you're not happy at a job, leave. If yeah. you're not getting personal satisfaction at a job, Leave. You know, but let's don't make this whole big pomp and circumstance about how WWE is this god-awful place to work because they didn't make me a 14-time world heavyweight champion. You know, some people just got it, and some people don't. And the thing that fans need to accept is that sometimes people just don't have it. They can be perfectly fine in the ring, and I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis here. I'm personally, Dexter Loomis is one of the ones that hit me in the gut. You know, Dakota Kai being one, Dexter Loomis was the other one. I had in my head envisioned a spot for him on the main roster. But when I look at it realistically, where does a character like Dexter Loomis fit in Vince McMahon's pro wrestling program? For when you when you break down what Dexter's character would, they ended up somehow or another making him a babyface. He sees like a serial killer-esque type thing that they turned into a baby face and it worked. It was great. He he played it to perfection, but I really, as we got longer into this whole thing with him, probably the last six months or so, I really started to look at him and go, they haven't called him, and he had a spectacular look. The guy's in fantastic shape. He's a great in-ring worker. He's a good looking dude. Like all the pieces are there, but there's something missing that maybe they're not seeing, and they're seeing it differently than I am. And the last six months, I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, they haven't called him up yet. He hasn't even worked a dark match. I'm starting to think they don't really have a place for Dexter Loomis on the main roster. And so while I was not thrilled that they released him, it was not entirely unexpected. But again, you have to approach fandom realistically. You can like who you like, but there have been plenty of guys over the last 40 years of watching this shit that I have liked who have never even won a championship. And that's perfectly okay. You know, but but looking at it realistically, looking at it objectively, I can say, yeah, I can see why they were never near the top of the card. I can see why they were only on TV once in a while, or I can see why they were used largely as an enhancement talent. You know, it's, well, it's here's the other side of that. This whole fans like
2: to get in their feelings about you know, oh, I can't believe they released. Let's use Dakota Kai as an example. Well, actually, let's go backwards. I can't believe that they would be- release Bronson Reed. Those guys are going to regret it. Bronson Reed's going to set the world on fire. I love that guy, that Bronson Reed guy. That was,
1: that was not me. I, I that, was
3: me. that was no, me. Bronson. That was me. Yeah, yeah, Rob, yeah. Was, Rob was really yeah,
1: high on uh, Bronson Reed. And, yes. and quite frankly, and I thought... Rob was the only one who did the next part. I'm
2: gonna follow them wherever they go. Right. No, you're not stop lying, because Jonah's been on impact every single week for the last like in, in eight like three months and hasn't like. moved the dial. Exactly. And I haven't even seen people in my Twitter sphere, which I really don't. I don't mute words. I don't. I, hey, just give it to me as as it comes. And I've not seen people, hand to God, aside from Rob, talking about Jonah. Yeah. So. So don't, you can't throw me this, you can't, and it happens with tons of other people too. The Iconics. The Iconics, you know, left and that was the worst sin that you could ever do to the women's division and women's tag team wrestling and those poor girls and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they showed up in the, insp- as the inspiration and in impact for like a year. They were the champions and nobody watched it except me and Rob and like five, other, five other people. And now they're gone
1: entirely. Exactly. The, fan, the fans deep. completely ran them out of the territory.
3: Yeah, uh, Random out of the
2: business. Oh, we love you so much. We love you so much. Well, then why aren't you
3: watching the show I'm on? Right. And um, so that's just one of those things. And um, and so look, look when Bronson Reed got released. Yeah, I was upset, and that's going to happen. And look, it, it's okay to be. It, it's I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't care. Like right. Yeah. You know, we're, we we're, not, well, that's... we're not. We're not yeah i mean because look that's being a fan being a fan is that you care about the stuff yeah and it and in caring you know if somebody who you really liked isn't going to be on your favorite wrestling show anymore that sucks it does and yeah. so there's nothing wrong with feeling upset about that that's not what we're saying here what we're saying is um you know let's not go all the way into you know Treating, you know, talking about the WWE like it's the, uh you know, like it's like LexCorp or something, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: I mean, let's not do that, okay? Yeah.
1: I mean, right. Um, uh, you know, at at any rate, I. It, we can you know dig some more another night on the releases and things like that uh, I don't want to go too long on the episode tonight being it's our pilot show I don't want to run people off with you know with a two hour
3: Broadway <laughs> epic yeah, that's my, um, fault. my fault My fault. There, no, 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 it's okay yeah, well, it's all right,
1: dude it's, it's what was, do we do actually, just, we get to rolling
2: Rob I, I actually was like oh no here we go Rob's taking us down the road to releases but like as it kept going I'm like no this really gives people a good idea of where our mindset is because even, even in all that like, we're telling you to go watch these people on other shows. We're, we're, we are here to help you enjoy this this
1: glorious and wonderful sport. Help us help you. Absolutely. Just approach it with a, a, a bit of common sense, and that's all we ask.
3: Yeah, and it's just, uh, again, it's okay to be upset at things. It's just, you know, where you take being upset. Right, yeah. uh, and don't get don't get yourself into these arguments where you're, you know, because next thing you know, you're, you're you are you know you, you don't want to be one of those people that is siding with one billionaire over another one, right here, because you know you're <laughs> at figuring, that point
1: we all lose.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, because you know, one company they yeah they release you and you get paid for ninety days the. Other company, they let your contract run out, and you can't talk to anybody while you're still in the contract. And then your contract runs out, and now you got to go find another job.
1: That's right.
3: But you know, but they don't, but they don't make an announcement that they released you. I mean, nope. But you know, nope. I mean, but that's a whole other argument all another day.
0: Well,
1: on that note, let's call the go home spot. I uh, want to thank my co-hosts here tonight, Jason, uh, Bucky's tag team partner, sir. Great uh, great first episode for the Chairshot Network, I think. Yeah, I think we did pretty well. Uh, I hope we didn't scare too many of you
2: off. And uh, honestly, just come along for the ride. We promise we're harmless. We like to have a lot of fun with this stupid stuff. And let's all just acknowledge the fact that it's stupid. We're stupid for loving it. You're all stupid for listening to this show. We're all stupid. Let's all be stupid together and have a damn good time. We, we were absolutely stupid for doing it.
1: but i'll I'll keep being stupid because i love doing this with you guys and my other my other uh, tag team partner here the minister of truth the deacon of data the father of facts and figures from the rob the genius podcast mr rob bonnet sir thank you again
3: thank you charlotte charlotte we're going to get through this together Okay. Oh it's, is, God, he got but, us right at right at the but, end, man. Is, oh be, God, I was looking for the three count and we didn't make this, it. This is gonna be a tough weekend. We're gonna get through this together. All right. We'll, oh we'll
1: anyway thank you for joining us on the chair shot network you can find us at the i think i believe it's the Chairshot.com. if i'm wrong i'll work on that uh it's our first time here so bear with us here a little bit i'm your host dj this is the mindless wrestling podcast remember you can call it pro wrestling you can call it sports entertainment you can call it whatever you want just call it in the ring and we're out